Welcome back to Jay's Post Podcast. Today is Friday, January the 13th, and we're back into the podcast. We are here. Playoffs are here. Honestly, it's the biggest thing right now. College football's over, but there's still plenty of news coming out about stuff, so we have plenty to talk about. And that's pretty much it, man. I don't really have too much of a uh, beginning jokes or anything to show to talk about, so let's just get right into things here, right? So... I just wanted to get some news and notes first before we get into, like, I mentioned this last week about our uh, top five picks, uh, like, takes gone worst wrong. Takes, yeah. Or takes gone wrong or worst takes, something something of that sort. I wanted to talk about that. And then, obviously, we got to talk about the playoff games and how we think those are going to go, our picks, and then how we see. I do want to talk about my bet. I do have a pretty nice parlay coming, so I do want to talk about that for a minute because if those hit, that could be a really big, uh, really big one there. So I just wanted to kind of get into things, but let's start off with some college news. Yes, the college season is over, um, but honestly, college sports never dies. So things keep going on. News keeps coming out. We have up until Monday for a. We have up until Monday for a. Uh, for anybody that's going to go into the NFL draft, they have to decide by Monday. So I have a couple things I need to talk about. First, for this is for me specifically, and then we'll talk about the other things. First off, Ohio State, we have now an offensive coordinator, um, Mr. Brian Hartline, our wide receivers coach that has been bringing in stud wide receivers for the last few years. He is now our offensive coordinator. Great for him. Really respect to him. I think he has been one of the rising stars in college football. He definitely deserves to be the offensive coordinator now because without him, we wouldn't have Marv. We wouldn't have JSN. We wouldn't have like all these wide receivers that we've been having. And I think we have to, if, you want, if we want him to stay around, and I've been talking about him being the heir apparent for it to be the head coach at Ohio State for a while now. If you want that to happen, you have to give him these higher positions to be to warrant um, end up being that head coach at some point when Ryan Day decides he's done uh, coaching at Ohio State. But here's the other thing, and possibly the bigger, the bigger weirder scenario. Um, we have until Monday for players to decide whether they're opting into going to the NFL draft or not. And there is a guy by the name of C.J. Stroud that has not made his uh, – his choice apparent yet and it being Friday he has another two days well three days to make his uh to make his decision and I think there are a lot of people that are freaking out saying what if what if this guy decides hey he's not done yet at Ohio State and decides to stay another year first off I feel like anybody that would want to like beg CJ Stroud to come back I feel like is incredibly selfish I feel like anybody that is talking to CJ Stroud should tell him that he should go. He's a top five pick right away. I don't think that's a lot of money for him to lose. Not lose, because I think I have a feeling if he does come back, I think Ohio State fans would make him the highest paid NIL like player in college football, like no questions asked. Oh yeah. He already made like two or three million last year. I feel like they'll make they will bump that up by a lot. This but it, it just year. makes sense for him to come back. That's thirty million that's thirty million guaranteed as a yeah. top five pick. Yeah. And that's a signing bonus. I that drops in the bank account as soon as he hits, as soon as he signs a contract. So it would be incredibly selfish for us as Ohio State fans to want him to come back. But I can't help but a part of you wants a, him back. A part of, of me, course. no, and that's okay. Believe me, it's the same thing with Kenny Walker. Man, I wanted him back. He he declared immediately. But it's the <laughs> idea of if he comes back, he comes back. Oh my God! If, I, but it's just the idea of he shouldn't. I know he shouldn't. I know he shouldn't. And I know what he should do, and he should go declare for the draft. And it's just odd that he hasn't. It's been so long. We had two offensive tackles that have already decided to leave. Like we've had, like we've had the guys that have decided to go go. But honestly, we've had a lot of guys stay. Like we've had 
all of pretty much all of our defensive players stay except for the ones that don't have any years left. But I'm just like, if he comes back, we're instantly the college football playoff front runners because Georgia's replacing their quarterback. Saban is replacing his quarterback. Like all the big teams that you're talking about, they're all replacing quarterback. TCU, Max Duggan's not coming back. We would instantly have the best quarterback in college, other than Caleb Williams, obviously, for USC, but Ohio State. But if USC can't tackle anybody, they have no shot. So Ohio State instantly be the number one team. We would not have to worry about breaking in a new quarterback. But still, I'm just, I just need to talk about it because I'm just like, I feel like I feel like an internal struggle because I'm like I want him to go. He should go. It's the best thing for him to go unless he gets picked up by the by the Houston by Houston. <laughs> if there's a choice between him being picked up by Houston and staying, he should stay. <laughs> but if there's any chance he can go to the Colts, he should go. Like no questions asked. What Colts pick at ten? Four, four, my friend. They pick at four. That's that's a team that can trade with the Bears. That is a team that can trade with the Bears. But you know what's funny is that. Now that I'm done talking about that, I do think CJ should go. If he oh, does yeah, come absolutely. back, I will throw a ticket parade. I will throw my bunch of money into NIL to make sure he gets every penny possible. But I would I would donate to to a collective if he decided to stay, like instantly. But bigger bigger thing to come out of this. Donate to my collective. <laughs> <laughs> He's a millionaire already. <laughs> he is a millionaire already, but he donate deserves every me. penny. Donate he deserves every penny. Donate to me. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he would deserve it. So, oh, man, I had the thought in my brain before you said it. Crap. Um, <laughs> C.J. Stroud should or should not stay. He should stay. Um, it's gone. Oh, God, it's gone. It's gone. It's so gone. Next topic. Okay, I'll, if I think about it, I'll come back to it. You won't. <laughs> it's off in the void forever now. I had, a, I had such a good thought. And you'll never I had there. such a good question. Holy crap, that sucks. Okay. Back, okay, so next thing. Jaden Rashada is a incoming recruit for the 2023 class. They've already most of them already signed and everything. He is a top ten quarterback in this year's class that was supposed to come up for college, and he was signed to Florida. He was a he was committed to Miami at one point, and then he ended up flipping his commitment to Florida. Um, and then next thing you know, he was supposed he already signed his letter of intent last like two last week or two weeks ago. Um, and everybody thought, hey, he should be enrolled. Right. Because he's supposed to be an early enrollee. Um, turns out he never enrolled. And it started a kind of a fire started coming from it. Cause like, hey, well, there's some so- smoke here. What's going on? And it turns out that he was supposed to get 13 million dollars put into his bank account. And he did not see such money when it was supposed to be seen. So now it has come to a point where he's asking out of his letter of intent. And he wants to get out of his letter of intent for Florida now since they don't want to pay him the money he's been paid. He's supposed to be paid. So here's the question. Is it? I honestly think this is all on Florida, because if you decide to make a promise to a kid, even if the idea of paying somebody 13 million dollars, if he hasn't played a down for you yet, he could be terrible. Like as as great as these quarterbacks are. They could show up and never do anything in college football. Like that yeah. happens. That does happen still. It does. I mean, thirteen like, million. Usually, when they're a top ten, they're like it's a consensus. Like he's good. What? Wait, where's he from? Um, that is a great question. Give me a second. Because then that kind of if you if you're all right, there's certain places where you're like if you're from there and you're top ten, you're you're top ten. But like thirteen million is a lot. I thought giving. Giving uh, what's his name? I don't remember his name. Uh, he was at your school for a little bit. Um, 
him. Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, uh, Quinn Ewers. Yes. Yeah, giving Quinn Ewers a million for not playing was too much for me. But that wasn't from Ohio State, though. Doesn't matter. It was too much. <laughs> uh, I let me. See. And I do kind of stand by. I know we're paying players, but I we're not giving them millions. Uh, I do stand by the idea of come here and play. The money will come. For I do, sure. I do like that premise because it just makes more sense. No, I'm not paying you $13 million. I don't even know if you're good or not at the college level. You haven't seen him play yet. He can no. show up on the NFL field, I mean, on the college field, and never never get used to the speed of the game. Or if he gets hurt right away, that like that's money that could be burned into the ether. You never see a dime of that again. Okay, Jan Rashardo was the seventh-ranked QB in this year's class. From where? Um, and he was from California. Oh, he's fire. Come on, he's fire. <laughs> Like, he was a four-star. He's Arch Manning is from Wyoming. Like, come on. New Orleans. Who cares? Name two two other players from New Orleans. From New Orleans? Off t- look at me, oh, top what? of your head. I, I, I got nothing here. Exactly. Actually, no, no, no. A lot of good defensive players come out of New Orleans. Oh. You, That's where LSU gets all their crazy you, you defensive players. You hear what you just said? That's true. No. Like, no, I get that. Like, there's a certain type of player that comes from certain states, and from F- California, it's quarterbacks. From Texas, it can be quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Texas is a couple different players. Yep, that's true. But like California, it's QBs and like Hawaiian offensive linemen. No, that that, that makes it makes a ton of sense. So like him being top ten, I'm like, all right, cool. He's probably actually really good. He's probably really good for sure. And that's so, thirteen million. But still, thirteen million. Man. If you cut that down to like four, five, right? I'm just like, I, it's so but like it's it's unlike most top ten dudes come out and be good. Like yeah, you're you're not gonna get it. Like he's competing with the other top ten guys in his state besides Arch. Yeah, so it's kind of consensus. Like yeah, they're gonna be pretty good. No, even if you're top twenty five in that state as a QB, you're still pretty good. Yeah, but like if you were to cut it down to five, six, I get it. These uh, obviously a lot of this money comes from collectives where there are a lot of people donating money, businesses, no, all of that. Course. And I understand their move of if they get him and he is as good as he's supposed to be, they you gain that money back. Oh, quick. yeah, easy. No question. Straight up from, like, ticket sales, you'll gain that money back. Like, no, I understand. S- I, signing as a business, obviously having him on a commercial. Yeah. Having, all that stuff, you get See, that money course, back. You you're do. a business. As, right. a, as a college, colleges are not just sports. They're businesses. Right. Uh, of course, they're a place to learn, everything like that. But colleges don't get state money. Uh, well, yeah, some of them do. Some of them do. Alabama does. I don't know another college in Alabama. I don't. There's no sports teams in Alabama. The college is all they got. That's true. No, that's true. So of course they do. But like Florida, y'all have seven teams. That's true. Y'all have seven different teams. Some of them are good. Some of them are trash. Most of them are garbage. Yeah, like I, I just feel bad for the businesses that decide to put their money into these collectives, and they're like, "Hey, Jaden Rashad is coming. A great quarterback. Something that Florida really hasn't had in a while." I can't even. I can't even say the last time Florida had a. Really, really good quarterback. I don't even know. He's like, I think Tebow we talk, we talk, was Gators, the last one. Yeah. yeah, Tebow. I think Tebow was the last great quarterback out of Florida. I can really think. I'll be totally honest with you. I don't last and time. if like all these businesses are like, hey, a guy like this, if he ends up being the guy that everybody thinks he is, we make a lot of money because he's going to end up getting us all these deals and stuff like that. No, yeah, like he brings us business. And if he like, doesn't, oh, yeah, end no. up being that close. When you are good, especially during the football season, you get more people out during games, yeah. wanting to watch a game, especially if you're like a like a bar or something like that. Right. So you donate to this collective. It's like, oh, if the team's good, people are out on sun- on uh, Saturday afternoons. Yep. 
people are and they're watching, watching television in our area and they see yeah, these so commercials with a guy in yeah, there. Yeah, they're ordering food, they're getting stuff from us. Oh, right. you're thinking about us while, while they're playing. Yep. No, I completely understand, but 13 million is too much. I feel like there needs to be a cap. I that, that's I think, what everybody's I waiting think, for. Yes, I think like the cap the most you should be able to give a guy is like 8 max. That's just a lot of money, man. And I know, but like it really does change the outlook of a pro- one recruit changes the program. Believe oh yeah, me. for sure. Kenny like my I we didn't even have a three star in the last three years before Kenny Walker, and now we're getting four and five stars. One recruit changes the entire outlook of the program. Like my program looks much better now because we got one dude who wasn't even our recruit. <laughs> he was a yeah. transfer. Yeah, but he just he, he happened to come to our school and he happened to be a Heisman candidate and he happened to be really good. So I understand where what you're going for. It's just you put a lot of stock in one dude who's now not who's now not trying to come to your school because you couldn't pay him because you couldn't pay the man. And that's where that's where it comes out of Florida. If you're gonna make that promise, you got to be able to pay him. You couldn't come up to it. So now I'm thinking like, what what did y'all try to give him? And he said no to because y'all probably they probably tried to give him something. They they said that that apparently the news that is that he he expected some type of money to show up in his bank. I'm not even sure if it was the full 13 million. Maybe it was just a piece of it. But the fact that he just he there was a day where he said that money was supposed to drop in his bank account and it didn't drop. I doubt there was thirteen million coming straight out to him. No, it was probably something like there two. was probably a, a certain amount that it was agreed upon, and it didn't drop in. And he's like, "Okay, if you're not willing to give me that, what else are you not willing to go?" Because like, stay honest with no, me. No, you're about. right. Because with recruits like that, there's a lot said, especially for a school like that. He was probably guaranteed first year start. He was probably guaranteed a lot. Right. They're probably guaranteeing him everything. Like, hey, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the starter once you come in, stuff like that. And especially- now that you're not. You're not giving me the money, so am I really going to be the starter? What is the questions here? Like, what other things do I have to question yeah, here? Yeah, you didn't pay the man. Now he's questioning you. And this is Florida, where Florida is still an up-and-coming. Like, they used to be a power, but now they are still trying to build themselves up to being a— It's not like you're going to Alabama where you're, like, not getting the money you're supposed to get. And oh, What, they were a power in, like, what, 03? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Since <laughs> Tebow left, like, you really haven't been a power since then. Like, ever since Urban left the second time. Like, they haven't been good since then. And I, that, that was, like, 07. So I'm sitting here, like, all that being the case, like, they have to – you're not necessarily going to a team where you're, like, oh, that money's going to come at some point anyway. If you're going to Florida, you're, like – You're there to make them the money. You're there to make them the money, and you're there to make them a power. They're not a power. So I'm, like, if you're the one that's taking all that on, hey, if you're not giving me my money, what am I here for? And yeah. like that, and that's something that – You want me to bring in the, bring in more money, and you got to – you got you want me to be the star of the movie – but you're not paying me. Right. I'm I'm here to bring everybody in. It's like changing out Tom Holland to Spider-Man. I'm, I'm not going to go see Spider-Man. And I feel like a lot of people might go go off on, hey, the, it'd be one thing if the player was trying to hold them hostage. Like, hey, you came to an, a previously negotiated agreement, and then he's like, you know what? I think I should get paid more. It'd be one thing if that was the issue. If he thought If he was trying to hold them hostage and say, hey, you're going to pay me more or I'm not coming. That is one thing. But he just wants you to stick to the number that you agreed to. That is where Florida takes all the L's on this. And if they can't get it, make it happen, then he deserves to get out of his letter of intent. Because he had a, probably an agreement with Miami, and they had the money to pay. And then now he doesn't get that anymore because they went and got somebody else. So all this coming into a head, like, this is probably the first big, the first time this something of this high profile has happened. But a lot of, like, this is, there is a potential of happening here because guess what? There are not going to be any contracts signed for the most part for these crazy because for a player coming in because you can't do that because they're not workers. Like they, you can't make them sign contracts or anything in this 
kid can't make the school sign a contract. So all of this is shake is like shake. Uh, what is it? What is this? What is it called? Um, just agreements, shaking hands and stuff like that. Like that is a kind of an understated deal because nobody really wants to give out those type of numbers because that is like something that's not supposed to be happening. So it is something where both sides have to be have it agreed upon and both sides have to follow through with what their agreements are or all of this goes to crap. And I feel like this is all like all this money is going out all all of these crazy places. This is all until this ends up putting a cap on it. And I feel like at some point it'll happen. Either NCAA or the states will put in this the federal government will put put a cap on this. But until then, it is on the team, it is on the collectives of these teams and it is on the player themselves to stick to their side of the agreements and that's just not what's happening here and i have a feeling a lot more of this is going to happen oh i'm so sure more of it's going to happen because the money's just going up there more money's being paid out and it's to a team like florida where things aren't necessarily their ducks aren't always in a row because they are not necessarily a great um, like a efficiently ran collective and football organization when it comes to college football and that's it Hopefully, um, when there is a, um, a solution that comes out about this, we will talk about it. But until then, we'll leave that where it is. And we have one other college football thing to talk about real quick. And this is um, some recent news that just came out today. Um, a top cornerback commit um, named Cormani McLean, who is the number one cornerback commit um, for this year's class, was supposed to sign his letter of intent to Miami. Um, did not ended up not signing that letter of intent at all. And everybody's like, Hey, what's happening? And he, him and his family just kind of said, Hey, we need a little more time to think about this and all that. And, and as of recently, there are some, um, some people that are in the know that have crystal balled, which is when it comes to making their prediction to him going to Colorado university of Colorado. And if anybody follows college football recently, that school has gotten a lot of praise as of late because they have gotten a uh... Florida don't have no bread. <laughs> Florida has real quick. This is the first time in like six years I've seen Florida with more than like four, four stars. They have 18. Yep. Hold on. And then 30, they have like, uh, let me see their transfers. Cause they have a bunch of transfers too. They have four transfers, all two and three, all three and four stars. They ain't got no bread. My bad. My bad. These dudes are... Yeah, yeah. They got transfers coming in. They ain't got no bread. They have no bread left. They they don't have any money left. Well, that's not that's not on the school. It's on the collective. And if the collective doesn't collective have the money... broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Maybe, potentially. I guess that is the case as of right now. Jesus. Or you'd be going there already. But I was, as I was saying, Cormani McLean for Colorado, the Buffaloes. They currently have a new head coach in Mr. Uh, Primetime himself, Mr. Deion Sanders. Um, he Apparently, he is now crystal ball to go there. I think everybody was looking for the first big domino to fall ever since Deion got hired to go to Colorado. And Colorado is looked at as one of the worst, uh, what is it, uh, power five, one of the worst power five schools in all of college football. Um, and he got there and everybody was looking for, hey, when is the charisma and the bravado of Mr. Deion Sanders going to make an impact? I mean, and it finally happened. It's It's been working, bro. Well, I'm just saying, like, obviously they got some big, they got some commits to start going there, but they're all smaller, like smaller kids. This is the first five star of this year's class to go in. They got top. If they get him, obviously. I know they got like, they have top, uh, 
top 50 wide receivers. They have two. Uh, they have. I guess it's more than Colorado than they usually would they get. They have a top a top 15 running back. But that's different than getting a top. He is like, according to 247 Sports, he is the number two overall recruit in all of college, in all of high school football coming in out, coming out as a senior. Uh, so with that being like that's a that's a bigger that's a huge difference. I'm top twenty uh, offensive tackle, like they have they got recruits coming in. Okay, I'm gonna tell you the who he had who he had commit who he had offers from Miami, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, BYU, and let's see, let me keep going. Go ahead. Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Kansas State, Kentucky, LSU, Michigan. Michigan State, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, Pittsburgh, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas A&M, uh, UCF, and West Virginia. Like he has no, he has no, like no, uh, no lack of teams that he could potentially go to. Um, whether it's because of money or because of like where he thinks he's going to go when it comes to getting a playing time, plenty of options. I don't know, man. That he has a bunch of transfers coming to him. He also has a bunch leaving him. <laughs> That's true. Out of like the thirty something transfers he has, a lot of them are leaving. <coughs> like a good a good bit of them are leaving. Like there's no like he doesn't have any backup quarterbacks because there is one, two, three, uh, four. Jesus, four. What? One, two, three, four. There's four quarterbacks leaving that school. Yeah. He has no backups. Well, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's getting recruits. He is, but there's a difference between getting recruits. And getting the top guy. I know. Getting a top guy. Like, that is, like, I just gave you the list of places he could go to. He could literally go to Alabama and become, get very well compensated, and he pretty much guaranteed to get into the league even if he has a mediocre college career because guess what he's coming from Alabama and the fact that Deion said I you know what's funny is that now that I really think about it I think Deion Sanders as a cornerback would be the, the that position would be the one where he could literally go into a parent's living room and say hey I know what it takes to be a top flight cornerback in the NFL he is one of the greatest of all time to ever do it. That is a very and he can go into a parent's room and say hey I have done this before and I know how to I know what to teach your child in order to get him to be the best cornerback he can be and go into the NFL ready and ready to go. So I feel like that's that is a I feel like that is where he's gonna have his obviously his most uh the biggest impact. Obviously with the guy year before, why am I forgetting his name? Travis Hunter. He did that with him. He okay. got him to leave go stop going from Florida State that and then going to Jackson he, State. He paid him a bag for the time. Well yeah for sure. And I just feel like that is the position where you can do that. But once he starts getting corner quarterbacks to go once he starts really getting top five running backs to go, if it happens, I'm not saying it's going to for sure happen, but I just think a guy like him has enough juice to him without even doing anything in the football field to where he's going to manage to get some kids to go. But I have a feeling that at Colorado, there is just some things he's not going to be able to get over, but I have a feeling that this is just a stepping stone. I think this is going to be a three to four year plan for him where he's going to prove that he can win at win at Colorado. He's going to go to a bigger school. And then he's going to go to a bigger school. And then he's going to go from there to a – Probably like he's gonna go like a mid tier school, probably like a Texas. Texas is a mid tier. With the money they have behind them, all they need, like oh, I mean, yeah, but like he's not gonna get, he's not going to like a an Ohio State. He, I, I he's going to an SEC. He's got probably go to SEC school, and 
obviously, I think if he proves it at Colorado, he'll instantly be able to go to a place like Auburn. Yeah. Florida State, if they just if their coach they have now does to, uh, doesn't work out, I feel like he is working out as of right now. They played better yeah, last I think year. Yeah, work out. Um, but like any SEC school, like mid, li, like mid to, do you think he's trying to make his way to the NFL? <sighs> Maybe. I feel like it's definitely an option, but I just have a feeling that I feel I feel like he needs to become a very very big college guy. It's like to be in order to even make that jump, but. Obviously, if he becomes a if he becomes a top flight college football coach, yeah, for sure, it would become an option for him. But as of right now, he has a long trek. I think he's only a few steps away from being a pretty big time college football coach. And like, I just feel like once he proves it at Colorado, the next step is to go to an SEC school or a bigger mid tier program, and he'll be right there, man. I, 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 I don't disagree with you. Okay, and I had that thought again. The thought came back to me. The Hold one on. I forgot about. Let me make you lose it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Hold on. No, I got a joke. No, I got a joke. <laughs> Go ahead. I have it. It's locked in. You're not gonna make me forget that it. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay. So, I thought of this idea. So, the idea: if C.J. Stroud decides to stay in college football, how much more valuable is that pick for the Chicago Bears? Because now there's only one quarterback that's worth getting in the top five picks. Oh, it, may, oh, it makes it the most valuable pick in the draft. It, it it's already is. it's already is, but yeah. it, I think it, it but, elevates but, it by so. But much. now they're looking at teams at like five or six. Like, hey, I Colts. need everything. I need everything. I need you to like. I, I like, like they're gonna go look at the Colts. Like, hey, I need your. I need your. I need your first round pick, and like, I need another first. I need a second. Like, they're gonna. They're gonna. Is this like the NBA draft where you can ask for players? Yeah. Be real. If I have that top five pick, it's John Taylor's no no good. They're not gonna let him touch him. They don't want JT. They want they want Austin tackled. They go down to like, hey, give me Quentin Nelson. Oh, that that is us. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad deal. Michael Whitey. That's because they they got Rashawn Slater. No, Chargers got Rashawn Slater. Yeah, but they uh, they also they have another good offensive tackle. Who? The Colts, they have a, like uh, their left side's really good. Quentin Nelson, and some it's someone else who's been in the league longer than Nelson has. Uh, yeah, I think so. They're gonna go down there and be like, "Hey, I need, I need, I need an offensive tackle." So like that, it makes that. So think about it. If and obviously it makes Houston start to feel nervous too. If there's only one guy to get. There isn't like, oh, if the if somebody See, takes but, him, I can get the other but guy. That's the thing. Houston don't have nothing to give to Chicago. Go ahead. Tell me anything they have to get. Obviously, their first round. Obviously, they'd be swapping picks. And what else? A first next. They're going to be bad next year too. I think their first will be the most valuable. <laughs> <laughs> I think their first next year will be the most valuable. They're going to sit there like, year. "Hey, look, we're the most likely to be at first overall pick again next year." They're going to be the Jaguars for the next four years, and they're going to suck. Man, the Jaguars were really bad for a long time. Like they? they were bad for a good three or four year stretch, but like now they they've gone from worst to first. In a terrible division. <laughs> it don't matter if it's, since the division. Well, that's so true, garbage. but I'm like the Jaguars are playing a lot better than anybody thought they would cut coming this year. Oh yeah, Trevor Lawrence has been playing amazing. He's he's rook. He didn't like he didn't uh like jump on the scene like everybody said he was going to. No, but he, but he has shown why he is. No, a he's top progressing. Pick. He's progressing. He's progressing a lot. He, I think he's playing up to the talent that everybody thought he would. I feel no, like, yeah, but I I also I hear I. I that offense is playing better. That defense is oh, playing yeah. better. I feel like they're but all like, getting coached on better. On Twitter, I see Jacksonville friends like, oh, Trevor Lawrence is playing under under expectation. I'm like, y'all expected to be a playoff team when he got drafted. I'm like, that's what y'all expected to be. And 
I didn't expect to be that when I got Joe Burrow. I expected to be good in a couple years. I think Joe Burrow progressed faster than he. Anybody would have thought for sure. Yeah, but like y'all expected, like, oh, we're going to the playoffs first year, first year. Y- y'all saw three games, like, yeah, we're going to the playoffs. We're going to Super Bowl. Like that's what they did. I'll give them a little bit of credit. They did think that Urban Meyer hire would be great, but it turned out to be an absolute disaster. No one could have uh, known that was bad. No one could have predicted that was bad. Nobody we thought it was going to be that I know, terribly. But y'all should have known it was going wrong when they when they put Tebow on the roster at all. <laughs> that is true. That y'all should have stopped. Like, no, that you're fired. should have been like, fired ah, him. this isn't going to go well for us, huh? Like that that was a that was an instant. So that that was an instant bad. But I feel like like Houston's going to have to the Colts. Like Bryce Young becomes that much more valuable if CJ decides to stay. And I feel like they will start to be asking for next year's first round pick from whoever they get the pick from. Like. That becomes a much more valuable pick, but obviously it all like we'll talk about it more if it does end up happening. I don't think so, but it would be an amazing conversation because there isn't multiple quarterbacks to go after. It's just one instead of two, and I feel like that would make it that would make it so much more insane. It's not like when the year with uh, Justin Fields coming out, there was like three quarterbacks to choose from. There's only one. That's it, and then Will Levis and. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Will Levis is absolute garbage. You just stabbed for no reason. You just, no, not for no reason. I know, but you just, you just, like, you could have just said that statement and said nothing afterwards. Will Levis is garbage. You know, he is a I'm, garbage quarterback. Buddy, from Kentucky. Buddy, it's okay. From Kentucky. It's not it's like he okay. even came from power. It's okay. At least if he came from USC, okay. I could see it. Like, oh, you can get it from the, the red and gold. I get that. The Spartan on the helmet. All right, fine. I get the hype behind it. But he's coming from Kentucky, and he was awful. Like, that, come on. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm done talking about that. Um, the other news and notes, things I wanted to talk about. Mc, uh, Sean McVay, um, Rams coach, who was rumored to be questioning whether he'd be coming back after this terrible season. You know, it's funny. How how cowardly would that be? You win a Super Bowl last year, right? Come to this year, thinks everything's going to go all right. Everybody starts getting hurt. Stafford gets hurt. Cup gets hurt. Like, all these players end up getting hurt. You go, what is it, like 4-13 and 13 or something like that? They end up losing a ton of games. And then you go and, like, I'm dipping. I'm 38 years old. I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to go work on TV. As much as it would be. I know, but you can't win a chip and then leave. That's not how this works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> that and you're under contract till 2026. Well, if you're he, not going nowhere. Well, if he, if you retire, that means he'd be forfeiting all that money. I know. Pay him but the idea is Why? It takes you to pick one defensive player you have for some trash team's first overall pick. First round pick. Y'all could do that right now with the Bears. But they don't have any first round picks for like the next like three years. I did forget about that. Never mind. <laughs> they traded away all their first round picks. Actually, all their second round picks, too. I don't think they have any of those either. I feel like they gave them all to the Lions. <laughs> I think so. I think the Lions, like, they're like OKC. But just still, like the next you did all that, you won a Super Bowl, and then you have a bad year, and then you dip out. Like that's just that's just a really bad look, man. And they have no money. Like they pretty much have become the Saints. Like they have absolutely no money to give because they've paid everybody. So just like I, I get the idea that like maybe coaching is too stressful, but you've only had success for the most part. Yeah, those years of golf that were like a little bit underwhelming, but they I all know. blamed golf. They didn't blame you. I know, but the thing is, y'all still went to a Super Bowl. <laughs> you went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff and Todd Gurley as your best two players. You did. You ended up going to Super Bowl. Nobody blamed you for that. And then next thing you know, you end up winning your Super Bowl. Even this last year, nobody blamed you. 
You can't even say, oh, the pressure of winning is so much. Nobody blamed him. They would say it. They would. They pretty much. Pretty much everybody said, hey, all your players are hurt. We don't even blame you. Come back next year. You'll be stronger than ever. You'll be good to go next year. Like nobody ever. So what pressure does he have to win games? He probably has the least pressure because he just won a Super Bowl. And I and you're gonna dip. I get it. You have a hot wife. I get it. You're gonna, you're trying to have the easiest life possible potentially if you end up retiring. But you know it's insane. Like that's like insane. Bro, you're good. You're too good of a coach. You're like if you if you continue or if you just by twenty six go to a different team. He's not gonna do that. That's not gonna happen. I know, but it's just like why? Like a team would have to trade like two first round picks in order to get him. To be yeah. totally honest with yeah. you. You know what's funny? You could trade picks for coaches. Yeah. That's insane. They're, they're players just like everybody else. <laughs> I've always found that so weird. If you're under contract, you're a player too, buddy. Yeah, you are a player. But the, usually the coaches have their own hand in that, though. You're not, I know, nobody's I, just trading their coach. I, I, I know, but else. I find it funny. It's like you don't have rights to where you go until until you're not under contract. Think about it this way. who, Which coach do you think that is on a roster right now would probably uh, warrant the most draft compensation? What? Which coach right now uh-huh. do you think would warrant the most draft compensation if another team wanted to dr- wanted to trade for them? Andy Reid. Oh, that's a good one. No matter where he's going, you're about to get a chip out of him. He can coach anyone. Well, that's not true. He I know, but he can coach He never anyone. got the chip until he recently got one in Kansas City. It doesn't matter. He can coach everyone. Hold up. Does he already have one? I thought he had one with the Eagles. Uh-uh. I know. He never got one with Donovan. He can coach everyone. He, I don't think I think the Chiefs was his first one. That was his it first. It does chip. not matter. He can coach anyone, and he's that he's a really good coach. I feel like right now, um, Niners coach. Um, why am I forgetting his name? Crap. Uh, Harbaugh. Huh? No, not Harbaugh. Niners? Oh, that was like five years ago. <laughs> what am I talking about? No, it's a, oh man, now I gotta th- now I have to look it up. Give me a second. I have the the Niners game right here. Um, it is Kyle Shanahan. Ah, oh, there it is. Yeah, that oh, that is the one right. That's probably the one right there. He's young enough where you feel like he's gonna do it for a while. He has a really good offense that not many teams can really uh can replicate because of the mind that he is when it comes to offensive football. And honestly, his teams, like, no matter the quarterback, whatever, he's shown he can do it with bad quarterbacks or quarterbacks that aren't proven. Now with Brock Purdy, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, I feel like he'd probably get the most money. I feel like at one point, imagine in his uh, at the height of their powers for Coach Belichick. Imagine what teams would have given up if the, if the uh, Patriots were like, hey, we're willing to give him up now. Like, teams probably give up their first, like, first-round picks for, like, the next four years. Just give me him. I want. I want guaranteed chips. But I guess I feel like it's been proven that it, it's not just him to win those championships. It's Tom Brady as well. Yeah, but if I was to put Bill Belichick with Joe Shiesty, I'm getting a couple chips. Probably. Let's be for real. Probably. Let's be for real. Like, but we, everybody calls like, Joe Burrow. I, no, like, the, no. Let's be real. Let's keep it real. <laughs> I'd give Zach Taylor to the Bill to the uh, what team? The Patriots. You know how well that would work, though. Now that I think about it, what? because. Like honestly, Bill Belichick's always good at making good defense. Joe Burrow just slightly more athletic than Brady, and then with a get, tiny bit of a better and then arm. You give him, and then as long as you give Joe Burrow a decent offense coordinator, he can go and make the offense himself. Like, hey, you do what you need to do. 
But he doesn't like playing wide receivers. That's the only problem. That would be the only problem. That would be the problem. I think the only receiver they ever played was Randy Moss back in. They didn't pay him. No, they didn't. He got he, he asked to get paid, and they told him no. He was on contract from the Raiders still. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. And then he he left in two years. Yeah. yeah. That would be the that is be the only, only position problem. they don't play pay. It is wide receiver. They don't pay, and it's because they and they're not good at drafting him either. No, they're not good at drafting. <laughs> Let's be real, they're not good at drafting. Like I I can't name a single player that the Patriots have drafted since Brady that is still on that team. Gronk, that was a that was a draft for them. That was that was a good one. You picked up the biggest tight end in the draft. I don't know what you thought was going to happen. Nobody thought he was going to become who he became. There so was seven, I'll give you there that. Was seven, there was seven Gronkowskis in the league at the time. Yes, yeah, they did. <laughs> they were all in the league at the same time. Okay, yeah, no, I get that. This one's Still. big and is a fullback, and he's really good. Now, this one's big and can catch. He'll be good, too. It wasn't hard. It's like drafting Watts. <laughs> the first one was good, and he's a fullback. The second one's about seven inches taller. And, Look. like, isn't that. Like, come on. <laughs> it's not hard. You're drafting from a dynasty. It's not hard. Okay. No, I get that. You're looking at these dudes. Derek came out first for the for the watch, right? He was, he's a great. He's a good fullback. Yeah, for sure. Very good fullback. He's on a team that doesn't utilize him, but, you know, he's a very good fullback. And then the other one, his younger brother, is about 6'6", six, six, about 270 pounds. He has to be good. He plays for a couple years, all pro bowler, Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Hey, this one. This one's skinnier and taller and plays linebacker. We're going to put him on the line. <laughs> like, at least it's not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> Gronkowski's old, Rob Gronkowski's older brother played football. His other older brother played football. His younger brothers played football. And his dad played football. They all had pretty good careers. Start looking at family jeans like, ah, the Bosa's are pretty well, you're, good. Well, you're looking at it. It's like, oh, his older brother's 6'2". This one's 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> That's mad interesting. Like, <laughs> you're making it seem like it's hard. Start looking at family family, uh, family bloodlines like, hey, Bro, when's like, the next one coming? In football, it's kind of it's kind of steadfast and like this one's going to continue to be good. It is very rare they're not as good. That's true. I'll give you that. Especially when they're siblings. If it's dad to like son, then it's iffy. But if they're siblings, unless the Mannings, oh yeah, dad was worse than the sons, and he was still decent, and he wasn't bad. He just no. played for a terrible Saints franchise, terrible team, and he wasn't even bad. And you're sitting there looking, like, oh, this one has to be good. <laughs> oh, there's, sure? there's more. There's more. A couple more. Uh, who knows? My God, in basketball, it's a little different. And now there's a grandson, bro. Like it's it's not hard. Sometimes dra- sometimes you can draft off name alone, and usually they're pretty good. Yeah, you can't do that in basketball, especially like Jordan, his sons. It has not worked as well when it comes Barkley to Barkley and off his sons, That's Ewing and his sons. True. And then again, those are like all time greats. <laughs> That's true. It's like really most hard most of the kids fold under pressure because basketball is so big. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like culturally, I feel like there's a lot more pressure on a kid, like. Nobody knew. Nobody knew about Arch until he showed up in high school. Until Arch was like, bro, no. Nobody knew about Arch until he was a sophomore in high school. Like nobody. Bro, I was a junior. Brawny people were following Brawny in middle school. Like, yeah. Everybody's looking at. Oh, there you go. That's that's the king's son. He's gonna he's gonna be in the NBA. So you have to be good. You don't have options now. You have to be good. And in, with football, they don't have to say you exist. No, it, honestly, there's so many teams. Like it's not like. Like, there's so many more. Like, if somebody asks you, like, hey, uh, are you Peyton Manning's son? Nah, it's coincidence. Well, and Peyton you're Man- not. And Peyton you're not. Manning is young, young kids. I know. But the thing is, you're not. 
That's true. Your dad comes to conferences. That's not Peyton Manning. No, it's just my dad. Uh, What's his name? Uh, you see his forehead. It's kind of hard to not notice him, uh, bro. If you lift up his hair, oh, bro, there's no hair. No, uh, I mean uh, arch. If you lift up his hair, it's genetic. That thing's genetic. <laughs> that cranium is genetic. Leave that man's alone. No, I have a big forehead. He could, uh, he could put both hands on his head. Stop, <laughs> it's, bro. Not <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It is though. Tell me, lie to me right now. Lie to me. I don't know. All, he has like a normal high schooler haircut where I, you can't tell. Exactly. You lift up that hair, it shines. <laughs> God, why you got me mean to the guy? You know what's funny is that we're both end up having to see him in college at some point, so it's like he might make us pay for making these jokes. It right is now. what it is. <laughs> you don't have to be balding. Your forehead already. So moral of the story is start looking at NFL bloodlines. J.J. Watt's kid. We'll see him in the next 18 years. Um, let's see. Anyway, J.J. Watt only has daughters. J.J. Watt has a son, doesn't he? I know. He has. I feel like his first kid is a son. I think he has two daughters. J.J.'s first kid is a boy. I, I thought I think Derek's first kid is a boy. I think JJ only has girls. I don't think so. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Um I'm looking oh, the up now. McCaffrey family. Oh McCaffrey, his dad yeah. a kid. Son. Yeah, they have a son. Haha, mm. sucker. No, like his dad was a Hall of Fame type. No, yeah, McCaffrey, his dad was in the NFL. He, he's in the NFL, that's for sure. His brother. I'll talk about I'll still talk think about JJ. JJ's kid is is a boy. Manning's keeping the, keeping the Manning family, the Watts for sure. Um, Bosa's, whenever Bosa's have a kid, there you go. That's a because heck, the Bosa's uncle, the Bosa's uncle's in the NFL. I think their dad's in the NFL for a, a short stint as well. So like, obviously, you can go through bloodlines and really think, hey, they, like they're gonna be something. JJ Watt, like his kid was not, his kid was born recent. Yeah, twenty twenty, I think, right? June of twenty twenty two. Well, there you go. He was only he just got married in twenty twenty. There you go. Okay. On to the next thing. Um, we were talking about Vey. Oh, uh, Mike Williams for the Chargers has a back fracture, fracture, so he will be out this upcoming game. Um, a la, if you have to think about it, that will be a big reason why we make our picks later for a certain team in that game between the Chargers and the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Ravens have yet to name their starting quarterback. They obviously know Lamar. Oh, that's it. That's a big one. Lamar recently came out and talked about his uh, what his situation is as of recently. Let me look up this tweet so I can say it, say the whole thing. Let me see. Lamar Jackson. Okay. This is a big news thing as of today. So he has come out for the first time in forever since he got hurt. I think he got hurt um, first week of December, like December 5th or something like that. So it's been a little over a month since he um, got that injury. So. This is the first thing you've heard from him. I think they've already, it's already been announced that he's not going to play for this game. Um, but this is the first time you're hearing from him. He didn't really do anything when it comes to social media. Well, actually, no. He only did this for social media. He did not do anything when it comes to speaking engagements or anything. So, thank you, everyone, for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I suffered a PCL grade 2 sprain on the borderline of a strain 3. Um, there is still inflammation surrounding my knee surrounding my knee and my knee that's the tweet that's weird Ooh, the Kelsey's. oh kelsey did well that's another another good one um i'm i'm still in good spirits as i continue Ooh, with treatments yes <laughs> 
as I continue with treatments and on the road to recovery, I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we have a chance. So, he has come out for the first time and said that he is not playing, and apparently it's a PCL strain. Um, grade 2, uh, sorry, strain, that's it's strain, it's sui sprain. Um, grade 2 sprain, borderline grade 3. So, how much stock would you give the idea that if he were to have gotten a new contract by now, he would be playing right now. I just have a feeling like, cause from what everybody has come out and said when it comes to doctors and stuff, apparently it's been over a month. So it's been a while. He does say it remains unstable, but I'm who knows, but I just have a feeling that if he was paid by now, I think he would at least try to play. I just have a feeling. I just feel like if they, I feel like he's going to tell, he's pretty much letting the Ravens know, hey, you doubt what I can do for you and you doubt what, what my skill set is and how long I can really be that guy. Um, well, I'm going to show you what it's going to be like without me and you when you guys make the playoffs. And let's be honest, they've sucked ever since he left on December 5th. So since then, they've sucked. So before that, the only reason that they're in the, even in the playoffs right now is because of what he did before he ended up getting injured. So. I feel like he is going to make an example of this year's team by not playing at all. I just have a feeling if he were to have, you know, an ice pack on his knee and a big, nice big bag of cash right on top of it, I have a feeling he'd be playing. It's genetic, bro. I told you. Eli, lift up his hair. Come on. I'm talking about something totally different. You're still stuck on the hairlines. Because. <laughs> and foreheads. It's outrageous. Oh, the Matthews family. Clay Matthews? This is the other one. Bro, come on! You gotta like. You know. If you're gonna if you're gonna pop up with these old stories that we're, I thought we were done talking about, you may as well be able to finish them. So I will, now I want to hear it. Clay Matthews Jr., Bryce Matthews, and his dad, Clay Matthews, offensive tackle, linebacker, Hall of he's a Hall of Fame lineman for the Oilers. Uh oh. I have another one now to think about it. Yeah, it's um. Crap! It's the uh, it's the guy that played for the Eagles. Why am I forgetting his name? Crap! Uh, hold on. See now, now that I'm on it, I can't get off it. Oh, it's, the McCordy. Uh, McCordy's for sure. Yeah. Are they twins? No, they're no Devin. Yeah. I thought Devin was year older. I feel like, I feel like they are twins. I don't think they're twins. Um. Thinking of Bro, them. now I'm stuck. Now I can't think of anything Grease. else. Ryan. The Longs. The Longs. Yeah. Howie Long, Chris Long? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Oh, Don Shulia, Dave Shulia, and Mike Shulia. Mm. That's a good one. Um, Ooh, Hasselback. Don Hasselback, Matt Hasselback, and Tim Hasselback. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. All right, you done now? I was trying to talk about Lamar. I don't and some care. actually big news. I don't really care that much. I'm well, obviously, it doesn't, you don't you don't care because you have to play them, and you're like happy you don't have to play Lamar Jackson. Hello, I know you can hear me. Clay, you literally have headphones Clay on. Junior, Bright, Bruce, Clay the Third, Kevin, and Casey. Jesus, Clay Senior is a Hall of Famer. Clay Junior is a Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Bruce is a Hall of Famer. Who's Clay? Clay Matthews. Oh, got it. What other clay do you know in the NFL? Um, that's true. No, gotcha. Though both of them are Hall of Famers. 
uh, Bruce, his older brother, is a Hall of Famer. Got it. And then Clay the third, and then Kevin and Casey are all in college. Got it. All right, cool. I don't care anymore. Okay, so I'm gonna send it, I'm gonna bring it down to this one question. I know you don't really care about the Lamar Jackson situation. I'm gonna have one question for you to answer. If the Ravens get blown out, do you think the Ravens will come at him with a bunch of money like he's asking for? Blown out by how much? That's the thing. We can't. I feel like he's wanted. I know, but the problem is the Bengals can't. Why can't the Ravens blow them out? The Bengals can't blow them out. Why can't they? You saw it last week. We couldn't do it. They are missing DBs. They had no offense, and we could not blow them out. They were throwing on us like Swiss cheese, throwing on us, but I, not running on us, throwing on okay, us. Okay, but but what I'm saying is, what if? It, of course, if we do, oh, they're going at him with a with thirty three hundred million guaranteed, minimum. I just if they get blown out first round, they have to. I can already hear the fans saying, "Well, we can't win win without Lamar." Here's here's they're going to be dependent on Lamar, same way Patriots are dependent on Brady for a long time. Here's my question: I feel like the Ravens will want to. I feel like they'll want to because they don't want to suck, right? But here's the problem: they're going to look at the other players in the division. They got to look at Joe Burrow. They got to look at whether we like it or not, Deshaun Watson. Not what he was not for much longer. I get that. From what he was, they're looking. They, you would look at him and say what he was at one point. Obviously, whether he'll ever be that again is a different story. But look at him, and they're going to look at Kenny Pickett, who, towards the latter stage of the season, looked very good. Like looked really, really good. Game winning drives, all that, right? And he was able to throw the football in order to win those games, right? And if the knock on Lamar is that he can't win these games. By throwing the football, I just feel like if he can't win these games by throwing the football, that's still the knock on him. He's gotten a little bit better at it, but it's not something that is like a guaranteed no miss. Like that's he's fixed it. I feel like if they're watching the other teams in their even in their own division, Deshaun Watson as what he once was. I'm not saying he is that right now, but if he can get back to that, Kenny Pickett and then obviously Joe Burrow. If those are the quarterbacks they're watching, I have a feeling that they're not going to be willing to. Pay him this absorbent amount of money when the other teams in their division are obviously Deshaun Watson. It's a totally different scenario because he's getting fully paid money and all that. But when it comes to Kenny Pickett, he's getting paid a fraction of what Lamar is asking for, and he's probably giving a little bit better results. And then you have obviously Joe Burrow, who hasn't even gotten close to that. But let's be honest: if Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson are getting paid the exact same amount, you're going to get more out of Joe Burrow than you're ever going to get out out of Lamar Jackson. Like Joe Burrow's gotten you gotten you the Bengals to a Super Bowl already. Something Lamar Jackson hasn't even sniffed. He hasn't even gotten to an AFC Championship game. So all that being this scenario, I just don't think the Ravens, even if they get beat up in this first game against you guys, I just don't see them being. I, I've always said this. I don't think they're desperate enough. The Ravens are a very good brand organization, and I just I just have a feeling that they're going to look at their own GM, their GM, their coach, and be like, "Hey, we're going to be able to do something." We can get a different guy. And there's quarterbacks coming out every year, whether you like it or not. There's quarterbacks of like and or better talents coming out every year. Even if they have to suck for a year, they can do it. Like the Ravens, they know how to draft. 
unlike a lot of other teams, the Ravens can draft. No, the Ravens can draft. The Ravens can draft well. They got Lamar at 32. He dropped. Like, he dropped like a rock. And they drafted him, and they made him the guy he is. And I just think there's they're going to probably let another team come in and, and pay him all this absorbent amount of money that he's looking for. I just don't think the Ravens are desperate enough, man. And I just like, even if this game goes poorly, I just don't think they're going to do it. And if they do, I would think they're idiots. And that, like, the Ravens are too well, too well ran of an organization to need him to have them to have him hold them hostage like this. It is what it is. I know, but teams get antsy having to wait for stuff like that. I get it. And I think them think, especially fans, like, oh, we have to wait for him to come out. We have to wait for a different quarterback. When we had the guy on our hands, all we had to do was pay him. Teams don't, fans don't like doing that. Heck, I would never want to do that. And I've had to do it for a very long time. What is the obvious weakness of that team? Receivers. Do you know what would happen if they get a halfway decent quarterback to play for them? When it comes to throwing the football consistently. I'm not saying Lamar isn't a good throwing the football. But it's the consistently thing is the one thing that he hasn't necessarily fixed all the way. So if they can get a quarterback that's up to a decent standard, they're going to get better wide receivers automatically because they're going to run a different offense. They've re- they've tuned that offense specifically for Lamar when it comes to a lot of quarterback running, uh, quarterback option, and stuff like that. If they get a halfway decent quarterback and change that offense up, they're going to get better wide receivers. Automatically, that deficiency will not will become null and void. They've turned themselves off of getting great wide receivers because even on the option of getting decent wide receivers because of the offense they run around Lamar. So, like, I'm just like, I just have a feeling I don't think they'll drop as bad as everybody thinks they will if Lamar isn't there. They might have one or two years of being mediocre, but they'll be back to being good because they know how to run their organization. I don't think I agree with you, bro. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's just, maybe it's one of those we'll have to wait and see type of things. But I just think if they pay him the money he's looking for, they will be regretting it by year three. And I've if it's a five year contract, they're gonna regret it by year three and want to get out of it. I just have I have no doubt about it because I, unless Lamar is gonna be a totally different player, I just I think he is what he is. If he wasn't if he wasn't gonna be that player by now, I don't think he's ever gonna be it. He's been in the league for five years now, right? Yeah, five. Joe Burrow's been there for two. I feel like Lamar, Lamar was there for a couple more before that. I just Joe like, Burrow's been for three. Yeah, so I feel like Lamar's there two years before that. So he yeah. got drafted with Deshaun, right? Yes, he did. He's on his fifth year. This is his fifth year option, this fifth year. So all that being the case, I just don't think he's going to end up being a different player than what he was his last five years. Agree, disagree type of thing. But I, it was I, decent- I don't agree with you. I can't. Again, I he won MVP. I get I get all the facts that he has been a top five quarterback in the NFL. He has, but it's been off based off his running and his passing ability, and that running ability will eventually fade, and like it always does. And that has been what's supplementing the the lack of passing to a certain degree. His passing has gotten better, but it's not to a point where you can sit there and do you trust Lamar Jackson to throw thirty five times a game and he can't run? No, but. Then again, what quarterback does throw 35 times a game and doesn't run? If you keep a guy in the pocket the whole game and expect them to beat you, how many guys would you pick before you pick Lamar? If your running is not a is not a possibility, obviously you're gonna take Joe Burrow, right? You're gonna take um you're gonna take Patrick Mahomes, right? 
Um, you're gonna take Josh Allen. Yes, stop it. Josh I, Allen's no, a better he, thrower. He, I know, but he becomes less dynamic when he. That can't is run. true, but Josh Allen is a crazy arm that that I he know, but touch. half his game is running. Not half. You're lying. Half of Josh Allen's game is running. How many yards does he have passing, Jace? It. The reason why defenses are iffy about it and why linebackers don't go to cover is because he can run. If he can't run, now you have linebackers out there covering. Defensive play, defensives play a whole different type of defense when they play him. They have they most defense have to run a th- have to run a three four. I get I get the idea that it makes him less dynamic. Would, would you trust? Would you trust? Would you trust his arm or would you trust Lamar Jackson's? I'm just going. I'm not. I'm not trying to go super deep here. I'm just trying to yes or no gut reaction. Yes or no. No. Justin Herbert. No. Tom Brady. I, I, yes, as much yes, yes, yes. you would take him over Tom Brady right now, neither can run. Have to stay in the pocket. Yes. You're, okay. Um, Jared Goff. Yeah, golf don't run. Golf don't run. So you would take Jared Goff over Lamar? Yeah, golf don't run. Okay, and you said Tom Brady, you would take Lamar over Tom? Yeah. Okay. Um, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I'm taking Kirk. Okay. Um, Jalen Hurts. Well, I would say Jalen Hurts and Lamar are pretty much in the same boat. I'll give you that. Trevor Lawrence. You're gonna take Trevor Lawrence. I'm gonna tell you that right I, now. I don't know, so don't put words in my mouth. Okay. Um let's keep going. Oh, Kenny Pickett. I feel like Kenny Pickett has shown more when it comes to passing inside the pocket. He's shown more. Um Jimmy Garoppolo. That's all he does. You gotta take Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I'm taking Jimmy G on that. I'll give you that. Um Kyler Murray, as much as he is, he's a he's a more gifted passer than Lamar. That is there is no question if ands or buts about that. Lamar is a more gifted. I mean Kyler is a more gifted passer. So you're going to take Kyler, right? No. no. You wouldn't take Kyler? No. Okay, but I'm like, we went through at least five to six, at least five or six. I would stop probably say closer to 10 before I would get to him and, and take him over the next guy. So, and you're going to pay the guy top five money? When you know the rush, the rushing is going to deteriorate, deteriorate, it's just a guarantee. There's nothing you can do about that. Like, He's not going to want to run because he wants his own career to last longer. Heck, let's we've seen it. Russell Wilson, he's not running as much. Guess what happens? His game starts to deteriorate. Yeah, because but he didn't sh- play good this year anyway. Come on, that's a bad example. No, but he runs less, and that's the thing. Like he he is running less, which means that he can't get out to. I I think partially, um, his Russell Wilson's problem is that he's not tall enough to see over all of his offensive linemen, so he. Gets a lot of his he can he gets a lot of his he passing leave lanes pocket, yeah. by leaving the pocket and seeing all the passing lanes. But yeah, his is see. different. Lamar's tall enough. Yeah, but it's, Russell Wilson's still a better passer. Like I like as as bad Russell Wilson has been, I would trust Russell Wilson passing more than I trust Lamar. You can agree to disagree, but I'm just like I, I, you can't say I'm not bringing up decent points. <laughs> I don't. I you just don't, don't want to give it. No, to me, I huh? don't agree. No, you I just, just don't, don't agree. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get off the Lamar thing. Let's go on to the next thing. Oh, Sean Payton. Um, they're saying that there is some legitimate smoke to potentially him going to Arizona. Um, maybe he can be the guy to fix Kyler. I feel like that offense was a little bit too Kyler centric. I think feel like Sean Payton was able to make a lot of offenses where they were able to do a lot of different things. 
um, when it comes to getting other players open and stuff like that and making the job easy as easy as possible for the quarterback. So if Sean Payton can look at Kyler Murray and get Kyler Murray to really buy in on learning the offense that Sean, because Sean Payton runs a pretty complex offense. Um, I don't think he necessarily runs a easy offense like what Kyler has been running with the Cardinals. And uh, why am I forgetting the guy's name? That was this head coach. Uh, King something. Oh, oh, Kingsbury. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. So he definitely runs a lot more complex of an offense, but if they can get Kyler to really buy in and, Really get that offense going, and let's be honest, they're going to trade. If they're trying to trade D Hop, I feel like they're going to have to change that if they're going to bring a guy like Sean Payton in. They're not going to be able to. Yeah, they can't trade him, right? It just doesn't make sense. No, and they it, can't trade D Hop and expect to keep winning. Yeah, that's just not the case. But if they get him to come in and they get all that together, I feel like the Cardinals can really make some steps. You hope so, the Cardinals can. I, I think they can. I'm not hoping. I'm not hoping for Ky- like I have nothing. I have nothing to gain from Kyler being good. Um, honestly, I really don't. So in the Cardinals, I have nothing to gain from that. But uh, but no, it's it's a decent idea if Sean Payton does decide to go there. Um, and apparently, as of late, the Saints aren't going to stop him from trying to leave. So I feel like they're going to want some type of compensation because he is under contract with them still. But still, but I feel like they're going to let him go without making too big of a stink of it. Probably. Because I feel like they owe a lot to Sean Payton. He brought them a Super Bowl, and he really made them really relevant over these last 10 to 15 years or so. So um, good for him if he ends up going to Cardinals. I feel like – I feel like – do you know what's funny? Mm. Is Houston a low-key hotbed for a chance to, like, really turn that team around quickly? They have some of the most cap space you're going to you know, get we in the NFL. we were going to do top five worst takes, and that was one of them. Uh, no, I'm just saying by the idea. If you can I get, know, but that like it that clearly doesn't work. You've had dudes just don't want to play for you. Okay. I'm I say- Deshaun Watson just didn't want to play for them. Got it. I think they're bad from top to bottom. They are. But I, I So I think that's not an organization anybody would want to go to. If they told Sean Payton you could have full control. Right? Told Sean Payton, you come in here, you have full control. We have a top two pick, potentially one if they trade up. Get a quarterback, and they can really turn this thing if they can do you think there's a chance they could turn it around? And they have the most cap space in the NFL. And people like Sean Payton. Players will go pay, play for Sean Payton. So, like, I'm not saying that they're for sure going to be a team that he can really turn it around. But I'm saying there might be a bigger shot for them to turn it around than we uh, probably all think. People do like Sean. You're right. People do like Sean Payton. There's not many people who said bad things about Sean Payton when he retired. And I don't think there's any offensive player that would become a free agent that are like, hey, I don't want to go play. F- I don't want to be a wide receiver in Sean Payton's offense. No, he, or running back in Sean Payton's he, offense? He runs a very good wide receiver offense. You're right. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, it wouldn't work. Because the Texans would never give the, give him full control. The Texans are so bad, they might be willing to do it. Like, they've been so bad for so long. I Like, they gave the last guy. Why am I forgetting the guy's name? The guy that, um, he, that's the guy that ruined their franchise. It was, oh, man, why am I forgetting the guy's name? All right, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right, what's next? All right, um, taking the playoffs. I feel like now it's time. Woo! Let's go. All right, I'm back in it. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, don't do that. That's not nice. Okay. So, uh, let me just go down and tell everybody the playoff matchups. So, we have in the AFC, we have Jaguars, Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, Bills, Dolphins. Chiefs are in the first seed, so they have first round bye. In the NFC, we have Buccaneers, Cowboys, Vikings, Giants, 49ers, Seahawks, Eagles first seed, bye. Mm-hmm. 
You want to pick NFC first? I was going to go just go in order based on when they show up, when they do the game. So Saturday's game, then Sunday's game, then Monday game. Okay. Saturday game, Seattle at San Fran. I feel like now that I'm betting, I feel like I want to mention the point spread. So San Fran is a nine and a half point favorite. I feel like we both pick San Fran in this scenario. Duh. <laughs> San Fran already beat them, like dr- drummed them twice this yeah, year. Yeah, this is I. This is the first game we couldn't have skipped to the next one Sunday game. No, I mean this is Saturday game. This is the first Saturday game. Oh, this they is play, what's on tomorrow. They play at tomorrow at four thirty. God, I'm going to work early. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. I think San Fran will win this game. I feel like Brock Purdy. They're gonna. Be- Dang, this sucks. I- that's a terrible Saturday game. That don't get me excited for football. I feel like San Fran's going to take a nap. I feel like San Fran's really going to be able to do things defensively. They have all their guys back. Nick Bosa's back. Um, so I feel like defensively they're going to be able to do some things against Seattle, keep Geno Smith off his, uh, off his A game, and then keep them from really being able to score the ball at all. And then I think defensively, um, I don't think Seattle has enough to be able to stop Christian McCaffrey um, or their wide receivers. I just don't think they have enough. So I feel like San Fran is a definitely an easy pick in this scenario, I agree. and I would and they would cover. I think they cover too. Um, I will mention my bet here in a minute, but but I think they cover nine and a half points. Okay, next game: L.A. Chargers at Jacksonville. This is the other game on Saturday, Saturday night. You know, Trevor Lawrence is undefeated on Saturdays in both high school, college, and in the NFL now. No, but Austin Eckler's that guy. So is Justin Herbert. No Mike Williams. But I yes, that's what I'm thinking. I think pound for pound, Jaguars might be slightly better. And they have some injuries on the offensive line for the Chargers, and Jacksonville has a decent pass rush. That's what I was thinking. So I think the Jaguars might be able to do this. And Jaguars are actually a two and a half point underdog at home. Oh, they're at oh Jaguars might take this game. Jaguars are at home. All right. Um I would take Jacksonville. I'm gonna say this right now. Say this like I think Trevor Lawrence I I just think L.A. made a mistake having all their players out play through three quarters through last game. They had nothing to gain from playing all their starters, and I just feel like having Mike Williams not be able to play in this game is a huge hit because if any if Jacksonville has any weaknesses, it's going to be with their cornerbacks. And, and, and they don't have to cover Keenan and Mike Williams. Then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I know Jacksonville. I feel like Keenan Allen's going to be able to – I think I don't know if Keenan Allen's playing or not. Oh, yeah, know. just so everybody knows, we are tied. Rashawn Slater's on going in injured this. reserve. They lost cornerback. Uh, no, yeah, I'm going Jacksonville. I have to go Jacksonville. And I, I picked this game, Jacksonville all the way. I picked the money line on one uh, betting app, and I picked them plus two and a half on the other. I feel like this is going to be – I think this is an easy game. I just don't think – I just don't think the Chargers have enough weapons around Herbert in order for him no, to get this job I done. Think, I think Herbert's going to do everything, though. He's going to do everything. I, I, like, gonna, I don't doubt this game might be close. And that I don't doubt that there's a way that Chargers can win this just off Herbert's straight up magic, but I, it's unlikely is what I'm saying. And I think the Jaguars just kind of have this one in the bag where they have the better team here, and they have a lot of talent. They have a lot yeah. of off- offensive talent, defense. They're able to do some like they're being very opportunistic and making some plays when necessary. No, yeah, I, yeah, I just like I, I just feel like LA is going to be a little bit overmatched on this one. All right, next game, uh, Miami at Buffalo. <laughs> All right, next game. It's probably a lot. Oh, let me game. say this is the lock of the playoffs. Buffalo's 13 and a half point favorites, and I think they're going to win by all 13 and a half points. If you, anybody has any overs, bet all the overs when it comes to Josh Allen uh, passing touchdowns, like what, passing yards. 
I feel like he they're going to put Miami away early, especially since Miami is having their uh, Trevor Thompson or something like that. As they're yeah, started, they're like, third strings in. Miami cannot score. They're not going to be able to score on Buffalo, especially with that defense being pretty good. I just think Buffalo is going to roll, and I feel like this game is going to be very easy. No, I agree. Buffalo all the way. This game, honestly, will be handled by 2.30, and we'll be kind of we'll be sitting around waiting for the New York and Minnesota game to show up at 4.30. So on the next game, New York and Minnesota, as I just mentioned, that's probably, honestly, I think this might be the closest game of the whole weekend. Who you got? I've been saying it first all this time. I'll let you go ahead and make your pick first. Go on, Minnesota. I want to go. Minnesota's a three-point a three point favorite at home. It just makes more, the most sense because the Giants don't have defense, and especially not to cover Justin Jefferson. And then Dalvin Cook's also a problem for them. Uh, and I think the Giants have a mediocre offense at best. And Saquon's kind of hit and miss a lot of games. They're going to be healthy, though. They rest, they've rest. they rested those last two weeks. They, they did rest everybody. That is true. But I think Justin Jefferson's a force to be reckoned with. And even if... Because then if you are sending guys to go cover, you have Dalvin Cook in that backfield to go. Have they already played the Giants this year? Yeah. They have. Yeah. And they beat them 20... That was a game. It was 27-24. Yes. I'm not saying this isn't going to be close, but the Giants have gone downhill since then. I just feel like the Vikings have to do it at some point. I feel like the Giants are one of those teams that are young and don't know what they don't know yet, especially Daniel Jones. And I just have a feeling as good of a fight as Daniel Jones might be able to put up. I just and that man, the Vikings defense is so cheeks. That's where that's where I lie here. That's where I have my questions here. I did pick the Vikings minus three in or like on my bet to win this, but I just feel a little iffy because of this. Man, the, their their defense is so bad. I just like you said, Justin Jefferson. I feel like he's going to show out, and I feel like Kirk Cousins is going to do enough for them to win this game pretty handily. Um, I'd pick the Vikings in this scenario, even though this this is the game I feel the iffiest about of all the games. This is the one. Like this one has me feel a little bit nervous. Because um, honestly, in let's be honest, we're we're relying on the Vikings to win games, and the Vikings have shown as soon as we start believing in them, that's when they decide to like they're starting to be like the Cowboys, like. As soon as you start buying into what they're selling, they end up turning into garbage. And that's the part that makes me feel so iffy about this. And honestly, it makes a lot of a lot of people that bet on these games and that care about Minnesota, that's what makes them feel iffy. It's just that, like, man, as soon as you think so, that's when they ruin it for everybody. All right, on our next game, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Nobody knows who their starting quarterback's going to be. If it's Huntley, I feel like Baltimore has a tad bit of a chance. But they do have their running backs back. Um, they do have some defensive players back um, in this game that you didn't play last game. Um, your Bengals are nine and a half point favorites, eight and a half point favorites. Um, for the record, I did pick the Bengals to cover the spread, so I do think the Bengals are a lot better team. I feel like Joe Burr. I feel like there is something too. I feel like the Bengals feel like they got screwed in this whole scenario. I do feel, feel like they're going to take it all out on the Ravens. A lot like they did last game. I feel like, even though as close as the game was, I just feel like... Look, Joe, it's playoff time. You got to say his name right. It's Joe Shiesty. Joe Shiesty. Uh I'm picking the Bengals all day. It's my team. I'm stuck with them, and I'm going to continue to stick with them. Uh, I'm going to go burn my Bengals jersey. Oh, Devin DuVernay is out. That's their best wide receiver for the, for I know. the Ravens. I know. Ooh, no Rashad Bateman either. I know. You oh, think I don't know this? I'm looking at their injury reserve. Like I just, I, I've already picked the Bengals. So. Oh, I'm picking the Bengals. It's just you know, 
My ba- my Bengals are a force to be reckoned with, and I think Joe Burrow has a. Is it is this a, is this the pot? I need you to make a declaration right now before any games start. Yeah. Do you think your Bengals are getting to the Super Bowl again? I haven't seen us play the Bills. Okay, AFC Championship. I don't game. know. I don't know. I haven't played one of these teams. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make. There you is make a, a singular hot take. team on this list I have not played, and it just so happens to be the best team on this list. I don't know how that game could have went. You're right. I we were winning, and we were driving back down the field. But I don't know how that game's gonna go. We could lose right now. We could lose first round. Everyone can lose. Don't say that. Everyone can lose. I don't see that happen. Everyone can lose. The Ravens are undermanned. They got nothing. The Niners could lose to the Seahawks, and we. Oh my God! What happened? I don't see that either. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No one's going to see us winning winning a Super Bowl that year either. If I had a if I had a percentage point, I'd be putting on it. For the for the Bengals, I would say like ninety eight percent. What do you think the percentage the point Niners, was 99%. when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl as a wild card team? What do you think percentage was then? They were the seventh seed too. What do you think percentage was then? I don't know. Probably about ninety eight percent. They were gonna lose, right? Uh, probably not. Like they they were a hot team. Like Name they were hot. one receiver on that team at the time. Oh boy. Name one defensive player on the team at the time. Oh, they had the, they had the whole they Legion of Boom, man. It was a year after. No. When they. Yeah, they name them though. What do you mean? None of them Richard, were top. Richard Sherman and uh, Richard Sherman. Every other guy wasn't a top ten player. wasn't a top ten defensive player. No, but they were all hot and they were all good players. Like they weren't bad. Good. Richard Sherman. Um, because uh, I know these guys. Hold on, give me a second. Let me think. This is when I really got into football. They were laying a boom on them. Richard Sherman. Uh. Oh man! Oh 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 oh! Uh, what is what is it? Go ahead. Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. Yeah. I think that was the one you were thinking of. That right was there. Cam. That was who I was thinking of. Thirty-one. The line. The linebacker. Land that he was the hammer. There's a linebacker too. He was, but it's just everyone can lose on any day. You know this as well as I do. I'm just I'm, lo- I'm looking at and how these course, teams are playing. Of course, I think I think we might be able to, but it doesn't matter. Whoever makes it's playing the Chiefs. I think we could lose first round. I don't think we are. I think we could. But the Bills or the Bengals playing the Chiefs AFC Championship. Because yeah, they're not going to lose to the Chargers or Jags. Nope. If they lose, I'm going to flip the table, the podcast, right after. Yeah. They had no questions asked. They like, as, if y'all, if y'all, like, y'all can't come out being the hottest team and then lose. Because then I'm, then I'm going to be like, oh, y'all didn't deserve to be top five in seeds. Like, y'all should have been the wild card. And, and they were given the first overall seed. For nothing. For them not to do anything. You get them. smacked by both the Bills and the Bengals, and you still get over them. Yeah. And y'all go out to lose to the Jaguars. Y'all shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Right. No, for sure. I'll, I'll give you that. But they won't. They won't. They won't. They, they won't. Be, they, beat the, they beat the Niners with nothing. That <laughs> is true. The they healthy won't. Niners with CMC. They, they beat did. them with nothing. They did. No, for sure. Um, but I, I, I don't know, man. I, I was trying to get you. Honestly, I didn't think I didn't think you were gonna give, do anything. But I was trying to give you an opportunity to make a hot well, take. If we were like, if we had played the Bills and beat the Bills, then yeah, I could say we're going to the AFC Championship. But even then, we could lose second round to the Bills. Like that's it. it is, I think it's closer to like a fifty-fifty. We beat the Bills. Like we need to have a good day, and Joe Burrow's been only having good days recently. But, like, even then, once we get to the AFC Championship, because I think – I don't think the Chiefs are as much of a problem for us because there's not as many people – you don't have to cover many people. Right. 
you got Kelsey and like everybody else is like you could throw one dude on him. But it's just like somebody from the AFC's winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. I just because yeah. the Eagles are the only threat, and the Eagles have played nobody. I wouldn't say no. I, I would say that it's the best team the Eagles have played. It's the Niners. It's the Niners. Actually, I feel like the Eagles have played other teams this year and played well. I don't think so. Um, let me check. No, please do. Um, let's see. They play the Vikings and and destroyed them, but the Vikings aren't really that good. I'll say that right now. Um. Oof. Okay. Yeah, their schedule isn't. Yeah, schedule's kind of soft. Their schedule's very soft. Yep, very soft. I'll give you that. The best team they the the best team they played was I think the Vikings and Cowboys. Uh, they beat barely beat the Cowboys the first time, and then got smoked by the cow. Again, they got beat by the Cowboys second time. Cowboys ain't that good. They got a soft schedule. I'll give you that. Their schedule's very schedule. soft. They have a soft one. Every AFC, I kid you not. The top three hardest schedules were guess where? AFC. AFC. Yeah, for sure. Steelers, Bengals, and Chiefs. By the way, it was Steelers, Chiefs, Bengals. We had their hardest. I think the NFC, whoever makes it to the to, to Super Bowl from the NFC is going to have a rude awakening when they meet a team that is not the same as the rest. I'll give you that, yeah. We are sure. not the NFC. We are better. Yeah. You could take You could pluck any team from any division. No. Put them in the NFC. I promise you, you put you put us in the same division, the Buccaneers. We not even there. There are a lot of there are a lot of young guns in the AFC. We 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 will do this. Any team from the AFC that's in the playoffs right now will do the same thing Eagles did because we're in the NFC. That's true. I think that I think what they did this year was easier because it was in the NFC. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. For sure. I think that's the only reason why why you guys were able to do that for so long. Why you were undefeated for so long? It's because you're in the NFC. I, I will say the Eagles weren't doing it off of luck. They really, they really no, were they smacking were playing, people. But you're they not playing care. good teams. I, not for sure, but I feel like you're they playing were, every most teams in the NFC are mediocre. I would say for the most part, the Eagles took care of business and they didn't. They weren't like keeping teams in the games they shouldn't have been playing. They I know, have but well. y'all shouldn't have been neck and neck with the Cowboys twice. Okay. Not even like not like the the defense was holding off. No, neither of y'all had defenses, and Dak was throwing on the yard. He was throwing bombs, and y'all were letting him do that. But y'all play Justin Jefferson, y'all the best team in the NFL. Like, I don't think they're the best team in the NFL. I think they're third. Eagles? No, I think they're third at best. But yeah, for sure. I would still pick it. I would still pick the Chiefs and, and uh, Chiefs and Bills over them for sure. And obviously, I would say the probably Bengals too. Uh, that's why I said at best. I think they have a better defense than us. That's why I said third. Okay. No. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I'll give you that. But like, I think if, I think almost every team. In the AFC, fully healthy. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like could they, could win, go win a chip. AFC is a lot stronger of a conference right yes. now. That, Chargers that, that fully I can totally agree like with the Chargers you. fully healthy are not a wild card team. Oh yeah, but that's their, they haven't been fully healthy all season. Exactly, much. Dolphins fully healthy are not a wild card team. They literally signed a great cornerback from the Patriots, and literally he didn't even play a game. Uh, Stephon Gilmore. No. Um, Devin McCourty. Uh. Uh-uh. That is it. No, it was another one. Okay, I don't care. But it's uh, NFC is easy. It's easy over there. I'll give you that. Y'all, y- y'all are sweet over I there. See, I see two teams in the NFC that to come out. And that's Niners it. and Eagles. That's it. Yeah. And I don't think they've played each other. Nope. They didn't. That's it. That's and the, the two Niners teams. played an, a- an AFC team and got smacked. That's true. Smacked. Healthy and healthy hey, Niners I get team. It. Jimmy G and all. Chiefs smacked them. Yeah. And they don't even got the best offense. 
they are they are second or third. <laughs> yeah, and y'all got smacked. Look, I, I'll give you that. No, for sure. Maybe I was a little too violent with that, but I just no, really I was, believe I it was is. just I was trying to give you I was trying to give you a chance to make a hot take. You're not going to go for it. You no, want I'm not it. stupid. Wait till after you see. Let's once you play the Bills, we'll see. I'll I'll kind of gauge you where you were at. But I do think you're going to beat the Ravens. Um, last but not least, the last game of the weekend is going to be the uh, actually Monday night Cowboys at Buccaneers. This is probably the closest game of them all. Um, Buccaneers are two and a half point underdogs at home. Um, I feel like conventional wisdom makes you think the Cowboys should win this game. They had the better quarterback. As of right now, I would say Dak's still a better quarterback, even though I think Dak is trash. Um, the Cowboys have better running backs. They have a better running game. Um, I feel like wide receiver-wise, actually wide receiver-wise, I would say Buccaneers. But I would say, like, I feel like there's a lot of things that makes you think the Cowboys should win this game. I just think the Cowboys are trying to, you know, break their fans' heart one more time. And I feel like them losing the, to um, Washington is not – an aberration. I feel like that's a problem. Like that, that is a real problem with the Cowboys that they they were able to lose to Washington. That's with their third string quarterback. Like that is not something you just say, "Hey, just throw out the film. It's fine." Like that's it happens sometimes. Oh, Sam Howe did beat them. Yeah. Oh. Uh. No. Yeah. I'm. A, that's a problem. Like no, that is a huge problem. Thing, I feel like we said this last podcast too, where I can see the Buccaneers, like, no matter who's good, real quick, no matter which team's getting out, they're going to smack by the Eagles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's for just, sure. for sure. I feel like the Cowboys be like, hmm, let's just screw this up somehow. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like in, but I feel like now we're not going to pick them, they're going to win. And I know I said, yeah, for that, and that's where I feel iffy. I'm like, oh, we okay, we're going to pick the Buccaneers. We I know, finally, we're going to pick Cowboys and they're going to lose. As much as I don't, as much as I don't believe <laughs> it. We stuck. If we pick them or don't, we're going to lose. <laughs> As much as I as much as I hate Tom Brady, I'm like I finally jump on his bandwagon. Then he decides to play terribly, and like that's what's that's it's gonna kill me like that. That's what that's how I feel, and that's why I feel so iffy about this. Flip a coin. <laughs> I'm not flipping a coin. I'm going with the Buccaneers, <laughs> and I'll me- and I'm not flipping a coin because I already made my bets. But I will mention the bet before we end this podcast. But I'll um, go Tampa Bay. Open yeah. that up. I will take Tampa Bay. I'll take them too. I took them too. Oh, we didn't mention the the five bad takes, so we're gonna say that. Then I'll mention my bets, and we'll get out of here. So I picked Tampa Bay. You picked Tampa Bay. That'll be us. I did you write that down for us? We'll just write it down later. That's it for us with all the playoff games. Uh, hopefully we're all right and it'll be great. But real quick, top five worst takes from the NFL season. Want me to go through mine first as you think about yours? Because I know you probably didn't that you didn't say yours. You didn't really think about yours too much. So um, my first take, I I did mention this last week when I was like saying it half baked. Um, I didn't mean half-baked as in, like, high. I meant half-baked as in the half-baked idea. Um, AFC West uh, would be the best division in NFL this year. I totally thought with them getting Russell Wilson, with the Denver getting Russell Wilson and all that, the Raiders getting the guys they had, I feel like they were going to be the best division in the NFL. And the Chiefs dominated it, and the rest of the teams in the uh, AFC West kind of sucked. So I feel like that was, like, probably the top take that I had coming into this year that totally went terrible. Um, I... There was one point I was saying the Steelers will only win five games this year. As much as I love Mike Tomlin, as much as I believe in him, and I much Real as I quick, believe in the- I disagreed with you on that. Yep, you did. I think wholeheartedly I was like, no, Mike Tomlin is going to make it above five hundred. So I, I, I feel like if I look back on, it, I feel like it was my pessimism coming out, and I feel like it was my want to have a great draft pick that really kind of mixed together to clouded, have this take. Clouded your judgment, and not to mention it was just the early signs. Can he pick this? Like when we were two and six. 
I was literally saying we're only winning three more games this year. I know, but Trubisky was the one. No, he wasn't. Kenny no. Pickett already came in for one game, but we still played terribly. I was like, I st- I totally thought we were only, win- only going to win five games this year, and the Steelers proved me wrong once again, and I'm very happy about it. They come out and win nine games, and guess what? We still managed to get two first-round picks, and we I feel even better than I did before. So I do feel very good, but I was very wrong about that take when we were two and six. They managed to see, finish season seven and two. I didn't see that happening at all. And we managed to do some really cool things. I got five. So great great for Mike Tomlin. Great for him. I feel like he should be a, a candidate for coach of the year. With that team, he shouldn't, like, honestly, we should not have went nine and eight. But uh, we did, and I'm very happy. Kenny Pickett has played a lot better. Good for them. Um, Russell Wilson would make Denver a contender. I totally believe that. I totally believe he, like. Who didn't believe that, though? So it's that hard is to say true. it's a bad take and almost like a freak accident. Yeah. Everybody in the NFL believed that he would instantly make them contender, like pretty much punch your ticket to the playoffs and all that. But I, obviously that went terribly wrong. Um, Denver played terribly. Doesn't even get their top five pick they're supposed to get. Because guess what? They traded for Russell Wilson. So they didn't even get the pick. So, like, Russell Wilson played terribly, got hurt, and then also played, still played terribly. They already fired their coach that they just hired. I Like, everything went bad for them. I have a feeling they're going to try to hire Harbaugh. Like, this is like, it's a, they definitely need to do some things when it comes to trying to make that team uh, viable again. They lost Javante Williams, their running back. That also didn't help. Um, Really bad, really bad take. Uh, Four, when we did our quarterback rankings to start the year, my ranked 31 and 32 quarterbacks. You want to know who they are, who they were? Davis Mills and Daniel Jones. Well, you're right about one of them. I had Daniel Jones at 31, mm. and I had Geno at 32. Very bad takes. <laughs> I think Daniel Jones proved himself to be a perfectly mid-quarterback this year. If I read the quarterback rankings, I feel like, <clears throat> even though I don't really believe him, I feel like he'd be in the top 20. And I'd say probably for Geno, too. If not right outside the top 20. I feel like they're right there. I feel like they would probably be the biggest risers if I read my rankings. So... That was a bad take for me, gone wrong, well, gone right for those two, obviously. But they played a lot better than I ever thought they would, so yeah. definitely good for them. And fifth, I had Derek Carr as the top 10 quarterback, and I feel like... <laughs> I I did not agree with perfe- you on that. He's perfectly proved me wrong. I feel like he is top 20 at best. Mm. Um, I get it, the coach was bad, but I feel like there's like... You have so much offensive talent, there's no reason you should have struggled as much as you did. Um. I, I, that was a really bad take on my part. I really did think, and I feel like everybody that's going to be freaking out to try to side Derek Carr is probably a mistake. Like I get it, he's he's a decent quarterback, but I just don't think he is. Like I really thought he was a great quarterback coming I mean, into this year, that which is kind of giving him a little bit too much hate. But I feel like all that hate is very warranted, and I feel like he's going to go into his next team, hopefully to try to make the playoffs. But you know, I feel like he needs a great team around him. I feel like he's turned into that needs everything to go. Jimmy G scenario he needs everything to be good around him and then he, he can be great but i think otherwise he is not going to be the guy to really carry your team to prominence all right you got anything even if you don't have five you just give me a couple that you like can say off the top of your head um i lost all of them as soon as you asked me uh seahawks are going to be bad was a bat was a Oh, that too. I totally thought the Seahawks were going to be a top five pick, even though they did get the pick, but that was because of the Broncos, not because of them. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Ramsey being number one DB in the NFL. Bad take by me. Well, me too. Uh, 
Davis Mills being the worst quarterback in the NFL. I had him very low, too. Bad pick so by me. He was that. not. He, I think that very first game, he proved us wrong and proceeded to kind of ball out. He, Of course, what hasn't been amazing this year, hasn't. but he's been better than anybody expected him to be. That's true. Uh, I think he's a perfectly fine backup. Mm-hmm. We didn't give enough credit to the Seahawks. They really went. We totally thought we were going to be a top five, bottom five, top five. No, pick. they weren't. They were a mid-tier team. And they made the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, With Gino, see. that's yeah, insane. They did. Um, the Jets were going to be good. Ah, I know, but like I expected the Jets to be a top five team at least. I well, did. I, yeah, that's why it's a bad pick by me. I expected a top five team because of how good they they drafted. Because how good they drafted. That was a bad pick by me. I don't. I don't remember that. But maybe uh, I just like repressed it. Cause exactly. Because you. Yeah, was. I know you did. Because you were like, okay, <laughs> it was legit. One of those podcasts. You were like, uh, okay. Their defense is everything they're. Meant I know. To be. But and Sauce Gardner got to. Uh, but you all kept. Pro. You kept going. I know. I told you you should. Okay. I I came around on that. Uh, let's see. Um. Ooh. Ah uh, no. I don't think I had that many bad takes. I think I was actually pretty okay on takes this year. Um, Because I'm kind of more modest with my takes than you. Yeah. You just kind of say it, and I'm like, ah, I don't fully agree with that. Uh, I think it was last year I said Sam Donald was going to be better. I said he was going to improve. I think Carolina. I think we all, both of us kind of believe Carolina would be like try to be a top five pick this year and really suck, but they have not turned out to be that way. I feel like they really – they were competitive, even though they were still bad. I feel like they were a lot more competitive than you or I ever thought they would be. And that was after firing their head coach, Matt Rule, is back coaching college again at Nebraska. So I feel like the Carolina uh, did a lot better than we thought, even though they still sucked. Yeah, no, I think it's all my picks. I think it's all I got. Okay. All right. So I got to mention my bets real quick because I, I feel like I could be doing something special here. So I, I have a six-leg parlay with all of the point spreads this week. I kind of mentioned what my picks were, but I want to kind of put it all in context and see what they uh, tell you what the payout is. Because guess what? If I win, I'll be talking so much trash next week. Um, I pick San Fran minus nine and a half. I pick Jaguars plus two and a half. I have Buffalo minus 13 and a half. Minnesota minus three. Cincinnati minus eight and a half. And Tampa Bay plus two and a half. Um, $10 wager. That would win me 500 bucks if that all of those things play out. Um, and then I made a similar bet on uh barstool for it was like a twenty dollar bet that would wait, uh, get me a thousand dollars and that is and i that was jacksonville money line was the only difference for that one so like i if everything goes right for me this weekend i am going to be fifteen hundred dollars richer so and i like i know betting is just recently came for us in ohio but i do think we should probably have a betting segment where i literally just spin a wheel and bet on something random that I know nothing about, and just see how it goes. I'm not saying crazy amounts of money. I have a fun. gambling problem. I don't have a gambling problem. I've been using free money this whole time. <laughs> Until it's not free anymore, it's like, oh, I have the two hundred dollars. Beep. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna be. Resp- you know, I like my money, so I don't. I don't play like that. But I'm gonna have fun gambling. I feel like this was gonna help the podcast overall. And obviously, it doesn't. It's not great because since you can't, since you can't really do anything yet, so you're not old enough. But I would say. I can make bets for you, and we can make it like a like a little. I'm not saying it's like a crazy thing every week, but it's definitely something. Ever since I was able to start betting on these games, I feel I can say why there's degenerate gamblers gamblers out there because like it makes it brings a whole a totally different side to the, these games that these games I never would have cared about, and now it just makes it crazy. Like things I did, like it makes it so much more crazy for me. 
So gambling, it's a it's a gift and a curse, but you know, I'm having fun with it so far. As long as it's not my money for sure. So all that being said, we've had a decent podcast. I said we was gonna be under an hour and we went and did almost an hour and a half. So good on us. We had and it's been some pretty good content today. We talked about hairlines, talked about all this stuff, but um, I'm gonna go ahead and say if anybody's been having a good time listening to us on this podcast with us for a while, with us for a couple weeks, with us for just today, first one. Um, we appreciate you. Um, if, if you are here, go ahead, like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast five stars, um, share the podcast with family, friends, enemies, whoever you like. We just want to get this podcast to be as big as possible. So, all, oh, follow us on Twitter as well. Um, at JB Sports Pod is the podcast Twitter, and then at Javante Boozer, and then at Jace Boozer One are the Twitters to follow, and then that is pretty much it. So I'll go ahead and hand it over to Jace to finish this out. This has been the JB Sports Podcast. Thank you guys for listening today. You guys have a nice day. Bye, y'all. <laughs>